Good morning, and welcome to this week's public affairs program. I'm Jay Zimmer in the newsroom. This week, the evolution of an Evansville entrepreneurial business from the pro of the patio, John Bassmeyer. It's great to be up front of all you folks for the first time. Thanks for the invitation to share a little of the Bassmeyer story. Uh, this happens to be presentation 2.0 for, for a dress rehearsal. I took my speech to the Rotary Club of Warwick County uh, last week and invited my wife and my oldest son, my youngest son is here now, and uh, after the speech, uh, she decided I needed a rewrite. So, <laughs> so, so I lost most of my slides and um, I lost most of my slides and the way the presentation's going, she, uh, she kind of felt that the, uh, the talk was supposed to be about bass buyers and not about me. So here's 2.0. The early years, life in our household, can everybody hear me okay? Life in our household changed drastically for me and my four brothers, a very young sister and my mother with the death of her father in 1959. Coincidentally, it's 59 years ago uh, this year. By the way, I've been married for 54 years to my first wife, Diane, tomorrow. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I'll I mention one thing, it's not in my notes, about business in general. I've noticed over the years, it's a lot easier to be successful if you don't have a divorce. I'm sure many of you know that. Life in our household changed, oh, I said that. I was the middle son and was only 14 years old. I was really 13. Dad was the fire chief in Evansville and mom and dad had just purchased a fixer upper home. Many kind people helped our family make the house livable. Firefighters, building tradesmen, and as I mentioned in the previous Rotary meeting across the street, the uh, Lensing Wholesale family was a big help too. Fortunately, the house was close to the Evansville Boys Club, as it was known at the time, and became a second home for me and my two younger brothers. It kept us out of trouble for the most part and taught us how to become leaders. I was honored to be, <coughs> I was honored to be selected the club's Boy of the Year in 1962. And I'm proud to show you that I still have the watch from 1962 that they gave me. The only difference is it says, John Bassmeyer, Boy of the Year, 1962. The main difference is I could still read it then. Edwin, my brother Edwin in 1965 was selected National Boy of the Year. He stood up a while ago. And at the time there were 650,000 members in the boys club across the country. Today they have millions. He met the President of the United States, Lyndon Johnson, and traveled for various events that year. And he appeared on the Johnny Carson Show so you can see the impact the Evansville Boys and Girls Club and all clubs have on young people and change the outcome of their lives. I had a rocky road through high school, to put it lightly. That's where she took all the fun out, my wife. <laughs> Wasn't fun for the, for the teachers and the staff, but I had a lot of fun. Huh? Uh, I started at Rex Mooney and was asked to leave, at, to leave and finish at North High School. After graduation, I shocked my mom by telling her I wanted to go to college and was accepted on probation at Indiana State University. Life was still a challenge as, as money was very tight at home 
but mom made sure I had the opportunity to attend college as I was the first generation to go to college. I think she prayed a lot. I was not wasting, that I was not wasting the money she was investing in me. I was given $2 a week for spending money and I started working part-time on weekends and holidays and summers for a plumbing firm in Evansville and among my duties was installing gas lights and gas grills. The only available at the time were, was natural gas grills, so they all had to be permanently installed in the ground or on a patio base. I continued to work for the plumbing firm through my college years and after graduation, which occurred in 1968 with a master's degree in industrial education, which made my mom extremely happy knowing her money was not wasted. Life after college. So now it's June 1968, and the only teaching position that was open at North High School in the vocational education was in a trade that had none, I had none or very little knowledge or experience about. However, I made the decision to accept the position of teaching HVAC and appliance repair and decided the best way to learn to teach something that I knew very little about was to go into business repairing appliances. Thus, my first business, Bass Myers Home Appliance Service. That was the name of my first business, but it wasn't my first choice. My first choice was appliance sales and service. I wanted to be in the front of the yellow pages back there in the time, and now you want to be at the top, top of the awareness of the internet. So my first choice of a business was going to be appliance sales and service, but I figured the acronym would kill me. <laughs> she took that one out too, but I put it back in. <laughs> By this time, the plumbing company decided they no longer wanted to do installation of grills and gas lights and offered me their inventory and some of their equipment, so I added the service to my business as well. So now I have a new job, a new business, and a new wife. Yes, I also got married to my first and only wife in November of 68 as well, we're celebrating, I already said we're celebrating 54 years tomorrow. Needless to say, there was a lot on my plate in 1968. I was teaching school and my wife was working at Mead Johnson at the time and we were doing the business on the side. We knew if we were going to sell grills, we needed to have a more viable space to show the products than our garage at our home at 217 West Oregon Street, which is about two blocks north of Dignus Hospital downtown and the picture the picture up there, I took it last year when, when we really were in that garage, it was new and it was freshly painted and didn't have trash in front of it. She tried to take that slide out, but I, I survived. We now approached mom and asked if we could use her garage at home as it was on one of the busy streets in Evansville, First Avenue at Virginia Street. Okay, there, that was our, basically our first real showroom. It was on one of the busiest streets in Evansville, First Avenue and Virginia Street. That's slide number six and hopefully number seven. That's, that was our garage. And uh, one of the things that I'm kind of famous for, you might say, is um, I was installing all these gas grills and I'd bring the boxes back and they were in such great shape that I would put the boxes back in, in the showroom. And I could only afford to buy three grills at a time because, you know, I'm just getting started. And um, people said, man, I, I had 40 boxes by the time I quit I was hoarding them. But people said, man, that must be the place to buy a gas grill. Look at the inventory he's got. 
We soon started selling gas grills and gas lights out of the garage. Of course, the business is still is still not very visible from the from the um, from mom's house. So I had a great idea to put them out in the front yard where all the traffic can see them. I did that every Sunday and Saturday. Well, I did it Sunday because I did all the installings on Saturday and after teaching at night. To attract a bit more attention, I dressed the occasion. I, I dressed for the occasion with a chef's outfit, probably the first of many of my out-of-the-box ideas on advertising. I have to add that at this point, my mom, who has really never worked outside the home except as a maid, was recruited into part-time salesperson of the garage store when I wasn't there since I had a full-time job teaching. With a lot on my part and mom, she was really getting into her element. We grew and realized we needed a bigger store. About that time, the firehouse down the street on First Avenue in Eichel was up for sale, and my wife and I took the first of many risks and purchased it. After all, we were a firefighting family. With a bigger building, we needed more product to sell, and thus we went into the fireplace business. Many members, many family members came into the picture in a big way, plus we hired our first full-time sales technician, Syl Newman. Worked this time. That's Syl Newman. He's, uh, he worked for us for 25 years. He joined the company in 1980, and for the grand opening of our new showroom, he was there. He's 94 years old. And he took, he took a chance on us because he left Bernard and Bottle Cap Company, and, and um, he had a good steady job, and then I took a chance on him because I never had a payroll to meet before. Okay, next is the 1980s, addition to the firehouse and addition to the warehouse and patio furniture. Our expansion continued when we joined a trade association called the Fireplace Institute and other businesses similar to ours and learned that many of them were also carrying patio furniture. They helped to educate us on how to buy and sell this new category of product. So we went on to a first casual furniture market in Chicago to find out what products were available for us to purchase in our market area. The decision was made to start carrying this new category, but with that came new issues. Furniture takes up a lot of space, and we did not have the firehouse, nor did we have enough enough warehouse space and buildings that, that we were renting for warehousing. So we added a large addition to the back of the firehouse for the, for the patio furniture, and we purchased a, a, a three-story building across the street. It had 63,000 square feet. <clears throat> this is the firehouse, and the uh, picture on the left is the, is the addition that we put on there. And um, the building is, is still in really good shape, I believe. Uh, I'm pretty sure some uh, police people are using it for a workout room and a weightlifting now, and uh, it's, it's going quite well. Okay, get a little ahead of myself here, but I got them all on one slide. Remember, I did have 35 slides, so I took three out to make. So, so anyway, I ended up here. When we were on First Avenue, the top right picture was the servants' quarters for Mrs. Logan's house. If you notice the house, now it's on the corner of Virginia and First Avenue. Um, it's in kind of bad shape. It's a long story, but they're not prepared to sell it. And uh, we, we stored the grills in there. And the other one was across the street. The, the Logan house, Dr. Logan owned the house and built the house 
on uh, First Avenue in Virginia, and across the street, across First Avenue, was Mrs. Hessler's house. And that window up there, it's actually not there now, but at the time, that window was up there, and we'd put a ladder up there every time we got a load of grills in, and uh, it was it was quite a thing. It's 86 pounds for a warm iron Burmaster uh, model 1000, and we'd take about 20 up there at a time. That was getting where I, where I could afford more uh, uh, inventory. <coughs> the uh, lower left picture is it was Hammer Industries. That's the building we bought across the street. The building above, I'll come back to in a little while. It's at the uh, north end of Skyline Airport. Um, that's what we're warehousing all the big green eggs out of now. I need to add that shortly after we moved into the firehouse, grills took a major change in innovation. The manufacturers introduced grills on carts with LP tanks. This opened up so much more opportunity in the grill market as grills were no longer limited to permanent installation on natural gas. We also, we quickly learned that fireplaces were not only marketed to the retail public, but also to builders and contractors, and to get that business, we needed to be in the wholesale business. Thus, we started a division of Bassmeyer's Fireplace and Patio Incorporated that is now called Leisure Distributors, and we sell builders, contractors, and other dealers. I got to tell you about my first order of fireplaces. To be competitive, I wanted to sell to any, any, uh, any lane that we could sell in, and I, I purchased freeway fireplaces in, uh, up in Wisconsin, and the deal was I had to buy a truckload of fireplaces and they'd give me dating, I could pay for them in 90 days, and they cost $9,000. Well, before I quit teaching, my last year's pay was $8,600 for the entire year. And here I was going to buy $9,000 worth of fireplaces that I had to pay for in 90 days. I thought, what the heck? If, if this doesn't work out, I'll go back to teaching. <laughs> anyway, it worked out. We, we paid for the fireplaces in 90 days, and the rest is history. We, uh, we do a really good job in fireplaces, too. Our expansion continued when we joined the trade association called the Fireplace Institute and met other businesses similar to ours and learned that many of them were also carrying patio furniture. They helped to educate us on how to buy and sell in this new category of product. So we went on our first casual furniture market in Chicago to find out what product were available to us to purchase in our market area. Furniture takes up a lot of space, and we did not have it in the firehouse, nor did we have enough warehouse space in the building that we were renting across the street. So we added a large addition to the back of the firehouse for the furniture and purchased a three-year-old warehouse across the street from the retail store. And um, so also I need to, need to add that shortly after we moved into the firehouse, grills took a major turn in innovation. I said that. Okay. Told you about my first fireplace order, and now I'm back in sync. It is now 1977, only one year shy of my being vested in the Indiana State Teachers Retirement Fund, and I made the difficult decision to quit teaching. In 1960, 1976, we became the proud parents of our first son, James, who's not here today. He was at the Rotary meeting last week for, this, for the other talk I made. My wife also quit her job to to with our son and help us with our business, with our new son. Now we are totally relying on the success of our business to, to sustain us. It was also in the late 1970s 
that we started selling hot tubs. So now we are growing at the fire station again, and it's, it's time to make another move. Now it's the early 80s. We ended up, uh, we considered a larger store, and um, I want to tell the Big Green Egg story. I'm not here to sell him by a Big Green Egg, but it, it was a life changer for our business. We were in the distribution business. We distributed grills, and we distributed fireplaces and other items. And usually, when, when we'd pick up a new line, the manufacturer would make us a distributor, and they would give us, say, half of Indianapolis, Highway 70 South, or, and then go into Kentucky and Southern Illinois, except uh, this guy is really good in Indianapolis. Uh, we're gonna keep him as a customer, and, uh, and uh, we wanna carve out this part of Louisville because we promised this guy something. And when it ended up that we were supposed to be the distributor, they, um, it, it, it oftentimes didn't work out because the, most of the factories that did business like that, they set the dealers up at distributor pricing so we couldn't be competitive anyway. And then the dealers that we set up after we had the, the uh, distributor cost in there, uh, they couldn't be competitive either. So that, that, um, that didn't work out. So when the egg comes along, it was amazing what they did. They, they had a, after this point, we continued a warehouse, the old three-story building across from the old store, which was inconvenient for a lot of reasons. There was some property next to the existing retail store behind the building next to us. We were able to purchase that land and build our current 20,000 square foot warehouse. The warehouse was included an office and showroom for a wholesale division leisure distributors and a service workshop for doing in-shop service for the products that we sell. We then sold our older building on First Avenue and our efficiency greatly improved, improved because we didn't have to run back and forth to First Avenue, which is about five miles every time we sold something. <clears throat> In 1983, our second son, Jeffrey, was born to the surprise of everyone, including his brother, who was seven years old at the time. Our life and schedules changed with that addition of a newborn once again. Well, I started to say about the big green egg when we took it on. They gave us a territory they were getting too big. They were in their infancy when Bass Myers was in its infancy. They grew and we grew, and they were appointing, appointing distributors across the United States and across the, uh, across the world. We had uh, 50, 50 other countries besides this. The Big Green Egg has done a great job for us. And when we took on the Big Green Egg, instead of chopping up the territory and telling us who we couldn't sell to, we got the entire state of Indiana, Kentucky, and Southern Illinois. And then we picked up the dealers. The amazing thing that all the dealers were picked up when they went from dealer direct to distributors is the fact that they were paying dealer prices, deal wholesale prices, not distributor prices. And so we were able to move right in. We could give a lot better service. And in some cases, our distributor prices to the dealer were less cost than they were paying for the manufacturer. So it was a wonderful thing. Plus, it was one of, one of the very few products that we've ever had that really was in great demand and still is in, in great demand. And it wasn't something that we just had to keep uh, getting doors slammed in our face with. It was really a great product. Now the late 1980s and early 90s, I'm not sure the exact year, but a major turning point in business occurred 
in the late 1980s, my wife, Di and I, our store manager at the time, were attending the scheduled a casual furniture market in Chicago, which exhibits products other than furniture. The store manager, whose name was Shirley, was on, was, she did a lot of cooking and saw this Kamado cooker on display and said it was one of the best ways to cook. I was, it was green shaped like the egg. We decided since we were a grill store, it's something we should offer. That was the beginning of a major turning point that I just mentioned. We bought the egg at Christmas. It didn't do too well the following year, but the green egg uh, uh, kept getting better, and better in their services. And the reason we couldn't take them on as a distributor in the first place is because they didn't know much about shipping. They put all the pieces to the big green eggs on a pallet, strapped it down, shipped them to us. And then we talked to them about becoming a distributor. And um, there's some questions whether we went to them or they went to us. But the fact of the matter is, I, I told the big green egg, I said, we can't distribute these eggs. If they come in scrambled to us, we can't get them unscrambled to ship to the dealers. And then a wonderful thing came up, very great, great device called a box. <laughs> they assembled them and put them in boxes, and then we could ship them anywhere. Actually, you can be shipped around the world. The big green egg category changed from leadership and gave us a chance to become a distributor. We got all the big green eggs now restored, like I said, at the greenhouse at the end of Skylane Airport. By now, our oldest son, James, has been working in the company for some time, even before he graduated from the University of Southern Indiana. He worked in many aspects of the business before his graduation, including installing above ground pools. Yes, we did have that for several years, and we don't have it now. Amazingly enough, I got an email yesterday. I found out that uh, Bassmeyer's got the platinum award from the Korean press for uh, uh, pool and spas, and we don't sell pools, so I guess we do pretty well in spas. Uh, okay, Jacuzzi's got a swim spa now. They call it an all-season swimming pool because it's a swimming spa with a cover on it, and you can swim year-round, so I guess, Jeff, you're right. Again, we sell pools. <clears throat> After graduation with a degree in communication, Jeff took over, the, James took over the advertising department some purchasing and many other duties that would arise in running a small business. In time, we, we, uh, in time we realized we needed someone to manage just the leisure outdoor division, and he was moved to that division of the company. With the increased activity and added requirements, the Big Green Egg expected for us, for all the independent egg dealers in three and a half states, and especially with the addition of the Ace Hardware stores, Do It Best, and True Value stores, we needed a full-time manager just to handle this division. It's, it's really hundreds of stores. This is a slide of our new store. This is the, uh, the fireplace uh, the grill division. Um, he worked in many aspects after his graduation. These stores are, both our stores now are located on Morgan Avenue side by side. We were able to purchase the property next door in 2019 with the idea of expanding the retail store at some point. The property was occupied with the tenant when we purchased it new, but they would not be there long. So we waited to make any decision of expansion until it was vacant. After that, it took quite a bit of time to decide how we would divide the company 
and whether to keep part of the building or demolish some of it. Jeff took the lead in this major undertaking while still managing the retail store, service department, and leisure hearth. He kept us in the loop on the decisions that needed to be made as a group, and he had the vision of what he wanted it to be. It was decided to move the grills and the spas to the new location next door. The grilling side definitely is a destination for anything you might want or need in grilling. It has been branded Bassmeyer's Grill Supply Company. Jeff chose to honor our humble beginnings by keeping the interior with the feel of a garage. Believe, it, believe me, it's been a long way from our first garage. <laughs> you really need to visit it to see what he has created. The spa is branded as Jacuzzi Spas of Evansville, featuring Jacuzzi, Sundance, Jacuzzi and Sundance spas, saunas, steam rooms, swim spas, and outdoor screens. With the, with the new store finished, and this was quite, this was given the original building much more space for the other categories, which is hearth, patio, furniture, and outdoors. So we just split our business right down the middle. As mentioned before, furniture required a lot of space and my wife can't help herself when she goes to market and always buys more than we have come, when we have room for. I'm not sure our space is going to help that issue. This store recently had some major renovations in the sales counter and office areas, and there are plans to do more renovations in the showroom in the near future. Uh, the big thing right now is all these power plants wanting to convert to gas. I figured out immediately when the power plants started to convert to gas that, that we would, all of us in this room that have gas heat, would be com competing with the power plant for the gas. And, um, Sure enough, that's the way it is. The other thing is we sell a lot of gas products, so you gotta think, how's that going to affect the gas products? Well, to my way of thinking, and I've been doing this for 54 years, uh, a lot of people have their own reasons for buying a fireplace or a wood-burning stove or a pellet stove or an insert or whatever, uh, but in the gas end of it, uh, a lot of foreign countries, uh, China uh, or, or Japan, uh, uh, United Kingdom, a lot of these places, they just heat where the room they're in. They're not like most of us heating the whole house. So now as the gas prices get more expensive, I guess more of us will be doing that. But but I think it'd be it'll work out for us okay. So hopefully with the next generation of uh, James and Jeff, uh, from what we have, they have accomplished so far, it looks like they'll be around for many years to come, maybe a third generation. and. For my final comments, I, I want to pay tribute to the, the Boys and Girls Club. At the time, it was the Boys Club. And uh, it really was a life changer for me. And my brother Edwin, Edwin said it was saved his life. But we have at Rotary, we have the four-way test. The Boys Club has the Boys Club creed, which is, I believe in God and the right to worship according to my own faith and religion. I believe in America and the American way of life. I believe in fair play honesty and good sportsmanship. I believe in my Boys and Girls Club, which stands for all these things. Thank you. Now, I'm, uh, I'm ready to uh, answer any number of questions. If you don't have any questions, I've got a list up here that you can work from.
some of the things that that we do that I didn't touch on too much is is um, we really take care of our employees. Um, if there's a disaster in the family uh, of an employee, uh, we've recently had two people had special needs children and they both died and and um, they were on the payroll till they were ready to come back to work. And um, we, uh, my, my philosophy is that you don't go into business to make money. If you love what you're doing, you do a good job, you respect your employees, you take care of them, you take care of the people, the money is a byproduct of just doing the right thing. Well, uh, sometimes I feel like my sons don't fully appreciate my input. <laughs> the, the, the latest thing is, I'm actually, I'm not sure about it, but I'm thinking about buying a motor, motorized uh, parachute. And uh, how many people knew or knew of, a, of a Perry, Al Perry, Al Perry Enterprises? He's a photographer. One time he came out to Skyland Airport with his motorized parachute, parachute and asked me to ride on the back of it, and I did. And it's the way I, I've had three airplanes, by the way. And one of the slides my wife took out, one of my favorite slides, uh, I go to a lot of expense and trouble just to make people smile a lot. So I got this Cessna 182, and the wingspan's about 28 feet. So I got these big letters underneath of it that says, this side down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really hard to install vinyl letters upside down, and I couldn't hire anybody to do it. It took me five hours to get those letters upside down. John, thank you again so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this week's public affairs program. I'm Jay Zimmer. From all of us at Midwest Communications Evansville, make it a great week.